0: Welcome to the Sin of Our Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kuhn, joined as always by my oldest brother, Michael Kuhn.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: My middle brother, Matthew Kuhn. Hey, guys. And brought to you by Barbasol. Barbasol Premium Disposable Razors, quite possibly the best thing to happen to raise Barbasol and razors since shaving cream. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. So, in the second round of the draft... Uh, First pick of the second round, the Browns selected Austin Corbett. An uh, underwhelming pick to
1: start the second round of the NFL draft, but that's pretty much always the case when you select an offensive lineman, I suppose.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking here on um CBS's website, and they have him as a center, but he played left tackle during his entire career, and they announced him as a guard. Just don't look at CBS (laughs) because it's just never a good idea. So
1: they had um, us
2: taking Mason Rudolph number one overall for a long time in this process on their mock drafts.
0: They had him as the number one quarterback. Yeah.
2: Um, No, I, I, the top of the second round, it's prime for disappointment because everybody has like 24 hours to get their heart set on this one guy who's still on the board and you, think, oh, it's got to be this guy, Harold Lynch. I'm Landry. disappointed every
1: single year at the yeah, top of the second round. Absolutely. Because of that exact reason. I get you super excited up with a guy. about somebody, and I'm like, oh, that's exactly what the Browns need, and he's not even anywhere to be seen on the Browns board.
2: And so this is a little a little different, because I, I don't know that anybody really saw Austin Corbett um, going this high or going to the Browns. Um, but I, it's the same sense of disappointment.
0: Yeah, I read an article that, had, um, that said... That the Giants were really interested in him at the beginning of the second round, so there might be a chance that we had to intel that they were going to pick him, and we really liked him. and um, hey,
2: the last time we chose the left tackle out of Nevada, it worked out pretty well. Worked so out pretty well
1: at guard. If, if and we just get another like Joel Batonio, guy, I just feel like this guy is Joel Batonio,
2: <laughs> like which is great. I'll take two Joel BatoniOs. Yeah, that's fine. One of them can play tackle,
1: but we don't need him to play guard. That's my issue. Is like I just don't see. Like, do you think he's, he's going coming? to? No, I don't, but like, they also don't seem inclined to have Joel play tackle. So
0: I think he'll play tackle.
1: I think this guy's going to play tackle. He'll play tackle. He'll compete with so Coleman too.
0: on the outside.
1: I guess he just you know, makes sure he has it figured out this year, like competes with Coleman, and Coleman's probably going to win the job this year, and then they'll yeah. let the best man take it next season. Could
2: be the future. You've always got that Donald Stevenson. Or whatever his name is. I don't he might like not him. Make the team. He might not. He might not. But <laughs> that guy's he's a joke. <laughs> but he's a he's another guy there who's got experience and then Chris Hubbard starts on the right and
1: experience getting forget. like blown by. Yeah. Like I know. Donald Stevenson <laughs> is a trash <laughs> offensive tackle in the NFL. Like he was on He was on that, oh my goodness.
2: He, was on that like Broncos, he was on that Broncos offensive line. That was awful. Yeah, and I don't even—he
1: wasn't even a starter. Like he was like a sixth man. (laughs) He was the swing tackle on the awful. I mean, bad, bad, bad offensive lineman.
0: Corbett only ever played left tackle. Just took
1: Orlando Brown.
0: Oh, look
1: at
2: that little homecoming.
1: Third round pick eighty-three. So we are recording this. We are recording this podcast prior to the end of the third round. So there obviously is it a may chance they have some breaking news that the uh Cleveland Browns could trade up and sneak a pick in here before yeah, Michael, Friday is also you're said the, done. you're the
0: one TV facing so you're going to have to let us know if that happens um Austin only ever played left tackle like Colorado or Nevada sorry Matthew, you said he played like 46 games something like that like 49 straight games 49 he straight started games? he redshirted his
2: first year
1: and then started the next 4 years you got to yeah. love the consistency yeah <laughs> like another that deal. is yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be replacing Joe Thomas, at least make sure you get a guy that's going to be there. Yeah. That's and awesome. What,
2: what is amazing to me is he's another walk-on. He he didn't have any offers at a high school, and so he walked on at Nevada because it's his hometown, hometown awesome. school and earned a scholarship, started four straight years, got that's drafted awesome. in the
1: second round. Of
0: Salt event, of the earth. That's who we're bringing to Cleveland. He had Baker. It's funny yep.
1: because you see Andrew Barry made this comment tonight about talking about how a lot of the players we've taken have overcome a lot of adversity, like thinking about mm-hmm. Baker, thinking about Austin Corbett, basically being a walk-on. Nick Chubb with his injuries, Chad yeah. Thomas guy, same thing. Nick Chubb, like all of them, almost you point to, and it's like there's adversity that they've come under. It's just what interesting. What is Chad
0: Thomas's adversity? I, I think that was it.
1: the context in which he said it, but maybe it was around another player. I actually couldn't tell you.
0: He would had so much music success that he had to, <laughs> he had to decide whether he wanted to play football or. Or do music, that's a tough life. <laughs> can, we, can we
2: talk about how dumb NFL talent evaluators are and like the things that they get worked up about?
1: Like that, people have a person that that uh, Miles Garrett's interested in, in dinosaurs. dinosaurs,
2: and so like that was like a <laughs> knock on
1: him <laughs> it's
0: the absolute like biggest green flag yeah. you could ever he have for a prospect. He, like,
2: he doesn't love football enough, he likes dinosaurs. <laughs>
1: So he's interested in paleontology, and we don't think he'll be a good football player because <laughs> Von, of it. Mal- Von Miller is a
2: chicken farmer, like because he loves chickens, and yeah. like he's pretty dang good. So uh, it's so funny. It's so stupid. Like they they just find reasons to to
0: like anything that they can put say a negative. black mark on these well, guys. You have to have but this
1: problems. this conversation is coming up because of the last pick we had when we traded into the third round, Chad Thomas, this defensive Red. end, who. I think is the most underwhelming pick that we've had thus far this draft. We can get into that later. But apparently one very interesting tidbit about Chad Thomas is that he is a successful, successful music producer. Yeah. And has produced a current... For Rick like, Ross. He produces for Rick Ross. Yeah, and produced like the lead um, song on his latest album. Honestly, that's a legitimate grievance. If, he, if he's, if he's, if he's like can making
2: coins somewhere else. If he can make else, a yeah. lot of
0: money doing music, that's a no. legitimate thing. Like, hey, maybe he's not going to have all this money all of his time invested in this if he's making money elsewhere. But liking Dinosaurs,
1: illegitimate grievance. (laughs) (laughs) It is ridiculous. All right, so Corbett was our first pick. I think we covered that one. Then we move on to one I think is a guy that we all kind of like. Nick Chubb, I mean, that guy has dominated the SEC – didn't have his absolute best year last year, but to see him come back from the knee injury and play as well as he did yeah. in that season was pretty impressive. Yeah. And then the testing at the Combine, like everything you see from that guy Dude's a stud. If his, he if his knees stay healthy, he that's a great pick.
2: Which for us. which what I like is he already proved that he has overcome that knee injury. Like it was over two years ago now and he came back and produced at a high level. So you're not even like, taking on that injury risk.
1: Yeah, I just hope he keeps getting a little bit better and gets a little bit more pop and, like, is back to that, like, sophomore season level. Yeah. I mean, this guy, people, It's it's been stated throughout this draft process, so forgive me if, like, I sound like I'm just repeating what Mel Kuiper and other people have said, but it is true that when, um, what's his face, who's now at the Rams, why am I, Todd Gurley. When Todd Gurley got hurt, Nick Chubb came in and outproduced Todd Gurley. Yeah, like, he was great. He played better than Todd Gurley had been playing in the same spot. No, he torched, the, torched the Gators that year. Yes.
2: Th- his freshman year, and I was I mean, like, who the hell is this guy? Like I thought we
0: dodged a bullet because Gurley wasn't playing, and now this Chubb. The Georgia running backs are wild because Sonny Michelle got taken before him, and towards the end of that last year, Sonny Michelle was looking even better than Chubb was. It's crazy how much production they can get from that spot. I
1: love Nick Chubb as your, like, workhorse running back. Like, that guy, like, has great vision. Like, love how he hits the hole. Like, mm-hmm. knows eh, – he just looks like a natural runner. And the perfect has the, has the size that you want for a guy. Like, I'm not so worried about Dude him. is, like – chiseled and jacked and portly
2: like, love him love him he's perfect mark is getting ready to say this perfect yeah. compliment for Duke johnson um if you're carlos hyde you're probably not super happy tonight Man, carlos hyde might
1: have one solid season in cleveland
2: yeah and and Good. by solid maybe you, you mean he'll have one season in cleveland and where he gets might, paid yeah <laughs> where, <laughs> where he's, he'll make five million dollars. solidly there yes and getting paid <laughs> he's <laughs>
0: definitely on the team yeah, I see no reason to keep him around. If we have Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, that's a great
1: backfield. And we're, we were talking about this earlier. It, we feel great about Nick Chubb. We assume he's going to be a, a pretty great NFL running back. He's and a high floor, high floor player. Perfect compliment to Duke Johnson. Love that he's a second-round player. The amount of dollars you're committing to a Nick Chubb at that spot is not high at all for the production you're likely to get out of him sets up perfectly for us to move on from Carlos Hyde and take those dollars that we're committing to Carlos Hyde potentially and pump them right into keeping one of our favorite players being I, Duke Johnson. So I, I would love that as our running back room going forward through the end of Nick Chubb's rookie contract. That would be awesome. Yeah. To get yeah, four, next four, four, years. four years out of Duke Johnson, that,
0: that's perfect. Oh, that would be fantastic. I will say, as far as the money is concerned, we did pay $17 million for Nick Chubb. At this pick, that was the pick that we got paid for for Brock Osweiler, but that's that's in the it's a sunk cost. Yeah, that's in the background. That's already over, so not worth
1: considering.
2: No, the running backs went in a strange order in this draft. I don't very think very strange. So initially, we were looking at Nick Chubb, thinking maybe pick sixty four, and he could be there. Um, if you had told me two weeks ago that we'd take Nick Chubb at thirty five, I. I don't know that I Darius be, guy still on the yeah board. With Darius guy still on the board. I don't think I'd be angry, but I would be concerned that we like overlooked a player who we could have gotten at thirty five and gotten Chubb at sixty four. Um, but Rashad Penny went in the first round yesterday. The Seahawks and Michelle. The Seahawks said today that after they drafted Rashad Penny, a team called to trade for him, like to see if they'd be interested yeah. in like flipping him for for assets. So. Teams really liked him. Um, Sonny Michelle went in the first round. Darius Geis must have, like, murdered somebody because –
1: Goodness gracious. Poor guy. Rave, the Reds, If nothing comes up there, the Redskins got a really darn good player late in the second round. I mean, that
0: – Yeah, I mean, to get Geis there after their first-round pick, like Deron Payne, that was a surprise. Yeah. To turn around, that turned around their draft a little bit. Um so Michael what do you think about our brand new defensive end Chad Thomas out of Miami you were a little
1: bit disappointed yeah, so my immediate move was to pull up my computer and look at Dane Brugler's draft guide to figure out where he was because I don't know enough about Chad Thomas. No, I, mean, I that's, wish that's I what w- we had to
2: do twice tonight. With I Austin I wish
1: Corbett. yeah, we had to do it for Austin Corbett too, which uh just so everyone knows, he had Austin Corbett as a guard, not as a tackle. He
2: was his fifth ranked guard. Fifth ranked guard, which this is a
1: good guard class. Like to be the fifth ranked guard in this class is saying something. Like yeah. that's a really good offensive lineman.
2: Yeah, he was a second, third round grade as as the Ranked guard,
1: and he's been moving up boards. Like in the last few weeks, there's been a lot of buzz about Austin Corbett, um, it, from what I can tell. But did have to look up his Chad Thomas on the draft board, and Dane Brugler has him as the number eighteen ranked pass rusher, behind many many players that's that are like, still on the board. That's like borderline undrafted free agent. It's like fourth or fifth round, fourth or fifth round projected player. Ugh. So that's my biggest issue with the pick is the value. I just don't think the value's there. It's my issue with the Denzel Ward pick. I mean, I like Denzel Ward as a player, but I just don't know that four was the right spot to take him. Chad Thomas, if that's where we – if we like the player, I'm okay with that. But take him in the right spot. Like, you can't reach for him here. But here's what you're overlooking.
2: Imagine the shirtless workout D-line photos that we can get with Garrett – this Ogba, is true. Chad Thomas, throw Ogan Joby in there for a little Ooh. jiggle. Oh, no,
1: Ogan Joby doesn't have that much jiggle. <laughs> Ogan Joby is jacked like
0: this is what Matthew sees when he goes to sleep. get, at night. get Jarvis <laughs> get Jarvis Landry like organizing
2: a, a like outside run around in the park shirtless like workout day and
1: yeah, those guys are
0: all jacked. yeah, those guys are all just absolutely. no, we've ripped. got some monsters. You gotta toss and Joku in there just because yeah, the way I that mean, he looks. Come on. <laughs>
1: So my thing about this pick, too, is that what it seems like the Browns need and what I entered today thinking was we had a chance to get a top-talent pass rusher in Harold Landry. And to me, that's what we need is a situational pass rusher, a guy that's going to bend around the edge, is going to just wreak havoc on third and long, and is going to get to the passer. Chad Thomas is not that we don't guy. Have that. He is a tweener, like defensive end, could move inside on certain downs. He's an interior and, pass rusher. More and they than feel good about him setting the edge in the run game, like, which is Emmanuel Agba's strength. And I love that about Emmanuel Agba, but I just don't know that we need another one of those guys where that's where he thrives and excels. I just don't see why we're taking that in this spot in the draft, high, high, high in the third round. When there's top-tier defensive tackles. I was really hoping that we were going to go with one of these defensive tackles that was still on the board. Um, so I, not my favorite pick of any of the five picks we've made thus far. He's by far my least favorite.
0: All right. So moving forward into the fourth round tomorrow, we have pick 114 um, a little ways down the, that round. Um, so we still have. We're getting there quick. P- potentially, yeah, I know this. This is moving. Potentially, a defensive tackle still, linebacker maybe, wide receiver. Who do you guys? Who do you guys have your eye on? At this point in the draft, it's pretty tough to pick exact players. Like we never would have guessed Chad Thomas, but who do you guys think? Positionally, what do you want the most from that pick? Arden Key cool. just went to the Raiders. To the Raiders, Raiders. Chucky's, please. Yeah, he's. Uh,
2: Oh I never I never liked that guy. And never I, and liked I, and him. I, and I know even when they were projecting him top 10 last yeah, year. I know I didn't he's think got he was some substance go. abuse like issues which are going to be troubling, but even if he was clean, I I mean maybe the third Cuz we have pick
1: scars from Barkevius yeah. Mingo. Exactly. They they like, look, look the exactly the same. It's like the same player.
2: Don't they wear the same number? Wasn't Barkevius Mingo 49 it's at LSU? A,
1: oh, my goodness. They look like the same player. Anyways, um, yeah. you asked about positions, Matthew. What are you th- thinking for going forward here tomorrow?
2: I mean, we could use a wide receiver. There's still some decent wide receivers on the board. Um, I think a lot
1: of Browns fans are upset that we didn't go wide receiver with any of these three picks today. Yeah,
2: although, to be fair, I'm not sure that a wide receiver would have really produced on the field this year for us. It, it, it would be a decent like forward-looking pick. Um, but Deshaun Hamilton, TreQuan Smith, Deion Kane... Um, Equinemius Saint Brown.
0: Equinemius Saint Brown, still on the board. Practice that. Uh, that's that's all, the one I like. I walked in on Michael practicing that in the mirror yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Equinemius. As I flex. Saint Brown. Equinemius f- Saint Brown. As I flex, trying to be. <laughs> yeah. What is? Was his dad his a dad bodybuilder?
1: Mister Universe or something? Yeah. Like <laughs> Mister Olympia. <Yeah. laughs>
0: um, but there's
2: also some some other guys. John Brown. Uh, like, Simi Cobbs, who's probably going to go later. I kind of like him. Javon Wims from Georgia is just like a productive receiver. Um, but I agree. I think we need to address the interior of our defensive line. Um, at least get another depth guy there. We'll see. I mean, Harrison Phillips probably won't be around, but maybe. Uh, but we'll see. I'd love it. Mo Hurst, if we clear his physical ailments hey if he's got four Um,
0: years before he has to have that heart condition we pick him in the surgery whatever we pick him in the fourth round that's still great value for me
2: you can always you can always find a spot on your roster for a guy named hercules
1: mataafa so exactly we we could we never too full for some hercules yeah we lost our samoan influence we did we need we need to get a little bit of that back in the locker room we haven't had the best luck like I feel like other teams have
2: Samoans who are just, like, destroyers on their defense. And we draft Samoans,
0: and they're just like, okay. Danny Shelton was good. Didn't fit our scheme last
1: year. He's good at
0: what he did. He stopped. (sighs) Do you remember how bad our run defense was before we got Danny Shelton on our team? No, it's true.
1: Like, and then it turned around in a year. Yeah. So I'm still mad about this Chad Thomas pick. This, like, reeks of, like... Sean Thompson or something like that like front office like feeling like they know better than everybody else like taking a reach on a guy thinking the coaching staff's gonna turn him around into something that he hasn't shown in the four years that he's been playing at a top level in college right like it just it feels like Cleveland Brown's picks of old and it really like hurts me. I'm yeah this is Sashi, like
2: this, this is a David Vakune.
1: yes because kind of pick. with the sashi Brown like era you could see the logic behind every pick like there are like numbers and measurables that you can point to and see where you can like reasonably select this guy even if we picked somebody like a little bit ahead of time you saw some elite traits and some things that you could point to Chet thomas is big he's kind of ripped he's but like exactly five scary looking but like he doesn't explode off the line, from what I can tell. Uh, reading up quickly on him over the last hour, like I, I just don't see how he becomes a significant difference maker and has like the huge upside. It, it's just, I I think it's very unlikely that he becomes a contributing player for the Browns. No, and I,
2: it it seems well, seems like a, an unnecessary gamble in the in the second round. Well, he's a third. Third round. Oh yeah. He so he's a third round pick. If he can, round.
0: if he can be the one rushing the passer instead of Carl Nassib on situational downs, I think it's a great pick. Anybody that can replace Carl Nassib is fine with me. I mean,
1: Nassib's okay, but I don't think this guy is any better than Nassib. Is my point. Oh, and I'm, I don't I'm sure that he is. I'm, I'm one. Of, I don't. I, I don't know him, I but love, I'm sure that he's better than. Carl I love Nassib. Carl
2: Nassim. What kills me is when he's running like straight line after a quarterback who's like not known for his speed, like Joe Flacco, and Joe and Flacco's he, like pulling away separating. from Carl Nassim. <laughs> and you're just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like I think Tom Brady could beat Carl Nassim in a foot race.
0: Straight up, what was Carl Nassib's forty time? Does let's that mock let's, draftable? Let's, let's, let's look this. that up. That's
1: Carl Nassib that's pretty was easy selected because of his senior year um, production sack production, not because of any of his measurables.
2: Um, forty yard dash, 49th percentile.
0: He ran a four eight four. Okay, he's as fast as Baker Mayfield. Yes. So part
2: of the thing with Carl, I think, he plays so hard. I think he like wears himself down. And then near the end of games He doesn't where he's,
1: play enough snaps to wear
2: himself down. What are you well, talking about? Well, near the end of the year he did. When he was... Like, when, when Ogbo was three, out. But yeah. um, and I, so then he's, like, running in sand, like, by the end of the game where he can't catch anybody like there's no like burst to anything that he
0: does he was a walk-on he's one of those hard workers yeah. we, we are a team filled with walk-ons yeah. now with a bunch of rudy's
2: yeah just, i love it just little scrappy guys i love it nobody believes in well
1: that's the opposite so chad thomas was a five-star recruit to miami and did nothing so a lot of these guys were like unheralded walk-on type guys chad thomas is the opposite of that he's a five-star recruit that didn't really produce nearly as well as everyone thinks
0: those Miami teams have been bad like the last couple years, though. Maybe maybe some people can turn Chad around in the locker room. Maybe. Um, hey, get in Carl there. Carl can have a good influence on him. Get in there with Miles
2: Garrett and Ogba and like see that you're physically capable, capable. of doing everything they're doing, and you just need to do it better.
0: Look, listen to Carl Chad miles that is our defensive line larry <laughs> larry <laughs> that's jamie <laughs> that's hilarious
2: they just sound like a, a bunch of nice like guys sound from like a west playing like a sound, poker game sounds like something. a
0: barbershop quartet more than <laughs> yeah. more than a defensive what? line in the nfl <laughs> that's hilarious all named team for yep. sure. I love it. That's That was my favorite thing to do whenever we had Gary Barnage, who was Chad. clearly our best player on our team that year. Um, Gary was our biggest producer. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we just wanted to do quick highlight the picks, tell you guys what we thought. Um, looking forward to the beginning of the next round. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of our Tokyo listeners. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, send us an email uh, at fathers at gmail.com. You guys are the best. We love you. We love Baker. And let's go brownies.